slip light up. Optamas as a probing tool for nucleic acids. Yulia Gerasimova, Daria Noderazova, and Dmitry Kolpachikov. From University of Central Florida, United States. Methods 2022. Abstract. Optamas that bind non-fluorescent dyes and increase their fluorescence can be converted to fluorescent sensors. Here, we discuss and provide guidance for the design and split binary light up optameric sensors SLAS for nucleic acid analysis. SLAS consists of two RNA or DNA strands and a fluorogenic organic dye added as a buffer component. The two strands hybridize to the analyzed theta or RNA sequence and form a dye binding pocket, followed by dye binding and increase in its fluorescence. SLAS can detect nucleic acids in a cost-efficient level-free format since it does not require conjugation of organic dyes with nucleic acids. SLAS design is preferable over more knowledge fluorescent sensors due to simpler say optimization and improved selectivity. RNA-based SLAS can be expressed in cells and used for intracellular monitoring and imaging biological molecules. Organic dyes such as ethidium bromide and hochast have been used for nucleic acid visualization because of their light-up properties. Upon binding to DNA and or RNA, they increase their fluorescence. The sequence non-specific binding, however, limits the application to the assays where all nucleic acids need to be detected regardless of their sequences. 2003, Thiessen and others demonstrated that melanchite green Mg and its structure analogues exhibit more than 2,000-fold fluorescence increase upon binding to the previously detected Mg optama. The observed fluorescence increase can be explained by the inhibition of the organic dye's energy dissipation pathway by rotation, which occurs in the tight optama dye complexes. These freezing of dyes Rational freedom increases the probability of energy dissipation by fluorescence. Discovery of the first light-up optama opened a route to the design of light-up optameric sensors, which can solve some problems of the conventional fluorescent sensors, including instantaneous fluorescent analysis of biological molecules. It was shown later that such sensors can be adopted for fluorescent monitoring of small biological molecules and specific RNA in living cells. Since 1961, hybridization probes have been utilized for the sequence-specific detection and analysis of nucleic acids, which is important for the diagnosis of infectious diseases, cancer and genetic disorders, environmental microbial research, among other applications. Modern hybridization probes are costly and have low selectivity when hybridized to DNA or RNA under ambient conditions. In addition, the probes demonstrate reduced binding to RNA or single-stranded DNA, SSDNA, folded into stable secondary and tertiary structures.
Moreover, despite significant effort, none of these sensors was properly adopted as a tool for RNA monitoring in live cells. We have introduced split light up optometric sensors, SLAS, which promise to solve all the aforementioned problems of the conventional probes. These sensors take advantage of two strengths, each of which consists of a half of an optoma forming fragment and a sequence complementary to analyze nucleic acid. In the absence of the analyte, the two strands remain separated and thus do not bind the fluorescent dye. In the presence of the complementary RNA or DNA analyte, they hybridize to the adjacent positions of the analyte and form the atomic core, which binds the fluorogenic dye and increases its fluorescence. Potential advantages of the approach of a conventional hybridization probes are detailed below. High selectivity under ambient condition. Single nucleotide variations, SNV, in nucleic acids are responsible for drug resistance in bacteria, appearance of new forms of pathogenic viruses, genetic variations including those causing human genetic diseases. Tecman and Molecabecan probes, as well as other conventional probes, enable single nucleotide variation, differentiation only at high temperatures, typically 45 to 75 degrees Celsius. In most cases, the differentiation requires measuring and allied probe melting profiles, which is why qPCR instruments are equipped with high resolution melting capabilities. This increases the instrument costs and slows the analysis. High selective sensors that can differentiate single nucleotide variant at ambient temperatures, preferably in a broad temperature range, are required for intracellular imaging and for the room temperature point of care diagnostics. Earlier, we have demonstrated that a split probe can detect single nucleate variant in the broad temperature range of 5 to 40 degrees Celsius. Likewise, SLAS, if designed correctly, can provide a great single nucleated variant determination at a temperature below 40 degrees Celsius. Detection of structured nucleic acids. Biological RNA and long single-stranded DNA are folded in complex secondary and tertiary structures, which reduces or prevents the interaction with hybridization probes. A conventional approach to achieving efficient proto-analyte hybridization uses annealing, heating of a sample to a high temperature, followed by calling it to the temperatures below the probe-analyte complex melting temperature. However, this approach is not compatible with detection of RNA in living cells or low temperature DNA and RNA detection technologies. The SLAS enables tight binding and unwinding folded nucleic acids, even at low temperatures, as detailed in hints for troubleshooting section. Easy to optimize background fluorescence. For SLAS, the assay optimization of sensor design are simpler than for monolith structure switching light up sensors. An efficient sensor based on DNA or RNA should be both structure stable in its off state, low signal, to provide low background in the absence of the analyte, and at the same time easy switch to its on 
high signal state in the presence of as low as possible light concentrations. Finding an optimal balance of the two properties relies on the design optimization by trying their experiments, requiring multiple road alterations of sensors variants, the number of which grows exponentially with the number of structural elements to be optimized. These optimization may take significant resources. For SLAS, near-optimal sensor performance can be achieved by changing concentrations of strand 1 and 2 rather than redesigning DNA or RNA structures. This option is not available for alternative to SLAS light-up sensors that are based on structure switching of monolith, DNA and RNA constructs. Applicability of SLAS in living cells Majority of recent oligonucleotide probes need exogenous delivery and nuclease protection to be applied for monitoring specific RNA in cells. Despite great efforts, the most fruitful approach for RNA monitoring still requires green fluorescent proteins. Light up optomers have been also used to tag specific RNAs in live cells, thanks to the work of Jeffrey's lab on selection of Spanish series of light up optomers. As in the case of fluorescent protein tags, this approach is useful for monitoring of expression level of the genes introduced into cells by transfection. It is not applicable, however, for monitoring expression of native genes. True sensors like SLAS rather than tags are needed for these purposes. An example of using of SLAS for RNA monitoring in live cells includes imaging of the high copy number human beta-actin mRNA by the Spanish Amptama-based SLAS designed by Wang and others. In this case, RNA-based SLAS can be encoded in a plasmid under a strong promoter and continuously expressed in the plasmid-transformed cells. This sensor demonstrated a signal-to-noise ratio and circa 6 and moderate selectivity by differentiating two nucleotide substitute analytes in in vitro assay. Adopting the design strategies discussed in this chapter may improve the performance of SLAS sensors in live cells. Discussion of the equipment, where to obtain it, how to build it, etc. First, in detection of SLAS output is possible with any conventional Fourier meter or visually under regular trans illuminate equipped with low pressure mercury lamps. In our experiments, we use Perkin Elmer LS55 luminescence, fluorescent spectrophotometer, Carrel Eclipse fluorescent spectrophotometer, Infinite 200 Pro plate reader, or a portative spectrometer such as Quantus fluorometer. Fluorescence of Spinach based SLAS can be monitored by fluorescence microscope. The assembly of nucleic acid constructs can be monitored by native agarose or polyacrylamide gel electrophoresis. Association of DNA and RNA strands can be predicted using web-based software, for example, Mfold Oligon Analyzer at IDT or NUPAC web-based tools.
Hence, for troubleshooting. Neo-Optimus LAS performance requires optimization of the following. 1. Dissociation constant KD of the diaptoma complex. 2. Signal-to-noise ratio. 3. Linkers within the analyte binding arms and the optomeric fragments. 4. The distance between the binding sites of arms 1 and 2. 5. Stems 1 and 2. 6. Analyte binding arm 1. 7. Analyte binding arm 2. Optimization of the dissociation constant of the dye-optima complex. Binding of a fluorogenic dye to an optima core should be characterized by low dissociation constant of the optima dye complex. This can be achieved by optimization of the in vitro selection, a standard procedure for isolating optomers in a laboratory. A variety of DNA and RNA light-up optomers have been obtained by in vitro selection suitable for constructing SLAS with dissociation constant ranging from 3.2 to 4700 nm. Theoretically, the lower the dissociation constant, the lower the SLAS detection limit. Indeed, the signal is proportional to the concentration of the dye SLAS analyte fluorescent complex, which, at low concentrations of the analyte SLAS complex, depends on the dissociation constant value. Spinac aptama with a dissociation constant of 540 nanomolar could detect an analyte down to 2 to 5 nanomolar. At the same time, the epoxyl aptama DA based SLAS with a dissociation constant of 20 times lower demonstrated a limit of detection of circa 0.4 nanomolar despite somewhat lower SN. The dissociation constant, however, can be impacted by the split design, by the presence of analyte binding arms, or by the bound analyte. Therefore, to accurately establish the dependence of LOT on the binding affinity, the dissociation constant of SLAS tie should be measured. This data is not currently available. Signal-to-noise ratio, SN. Binding of a fluorogenic dye to an optoma should be characterized by a high signal-to-noise ratio. Reported light-up optomas demonstrate signal-to-noise ratio ranging from circa 7 to several thousand times. High signal-to-noise ratio contributes to high sensitivity and low detection limits, as well as imaging brightness. The latter is important for imaging in cell culture. The main strategy is achieving this goal is to start selection with a low fluorescent environmentally sensitive dye. Some optimers demonstrate promiscuity of dye binding. For example, recently we have demonstrated that DA isolated to bind the epoxyl dyes can increase fluorescence of 12 fluorogenic dyes with the dissociation constant ranging from 11 nanomolar to 130 micromolar. Interestingly, the highest signal-to-noise ratio of more than 1,500 was achieved with oramine O, which was attributed to the very low fluorescence of the free dye. Analyte binding arm 1 For single nucleotide variant differentiation at ambient temperatures, 
M1 should be short enough to form a stable complex, only with a fully complementary but not with a single base mismatched and light. This can be achieved not only by adjusting the length of arm 1 to the desired buffer and temperature, but also by introducing stem loop structures. The arm 1 and light TM should be above the assay temperature of 2 to 5 degrees Celsius. M1 should be designed to bind the single nucleotide variant site so that the mismatch is preferably located in the middle of the formed hybrid. The design of M1 based on its melting temperature is complicated by imperfection of the prediction algorithms, absence of the prediction services for RNA-DNA hybrids and the unknown contribution of the cooperative interactions between the two optomeric portions of the sensors. Therefore, several variations of ARM1 need to be tested to achieve perfect sensitivity. Like for the conventional probes, SLAS can be designed to produce just the background fluorescence in the presence of a mismatched light. Perfect selectivity, even at ambient temperatures, including 20 to 37 degrees Celsius and in near-physiological buffers. Unlight binding ARM2 ARM2 can be made long enough to form a stable complex. Moreover, the concentration of STEN2 can be elevated to further promote its interactions with the analyte. One possible arrangement of the two arms for interrogation of single nucleotide variants in a STEM loop folded nucleic acid structure is shown in figure 2. In this design, ARM2 binds one entire side of the analyte stem, the loop, and several nucleotides on the other side of the stem. Note that ARM2 should be free of strong secondary structures. This last requirement limits the length of ARM2. Alternatively, the secondary structure in ARM2 can be weakened by introducing mutations in ARM2 as supported previously. Mutations in ARM2 should also be introduced if a stable hybrid with ARM1 is predicted by software. The proposed strategies enables detection of long-folded single-strand DNA and RNA analytes under ambient conditions without the need for annealing. Importantly, SLAS design this way combines otherwise incompatible properties of high selectivity and strong analyte binding. Optimization of STEM1 and 2 Signal-to-noise ratio for the original optimus can, however, be significantly reduced upon its conversion to SLAS. For example, the impressive signal-to-noise ratio of circa 2400 for MG optima was reduced to circa 20 for the MG-based SLAS. The loss of signal-to-noise ratio can be attributed to the impaired dye binding by the aptama upon splitting, or a high noise due to the analyte-independent association of the sensor's strength. More systematic optimization of stems 1 and 2 can help retain the high signal-to-noise ratio of the parent aptamas, as reported for SPINAC as LAS. The stems can be optimized by either changing their lengths or adding destabilizing mismatches. 
As a rule, mutations in the stem regions do not impact the light-up properties if the stem structure is maintained. Figure 3 demonstrates how strand length affects single-to noise, as well as hybridization kinetics of the boxil, the ASLAS. The data suggests that a stable stems with GC per spare on the ends provide favorable kinetics and higher signal-to-noise ratio of a longer AT-rich stems. Link optimization Another possible reason for the reduced signal-to-noise ratio of the split constructs is the steric incompatibility of the closely located aptama and SLAS and light complexes. This is not known since none of the SLAS and light complexes has been crystallized to date. For maintaining high signal to noise ratio of the parent light up aptamas, the linker between nucleic acid binding arms and the aptama forming units should be optimized. The complex between the SLAS and target contains a three-way junction motif. DNA and RNA three-way junction are known to exist in at least four alternative conformations, without base pairings taking interactions at the junction point or with the three alternative combinations of the stacked arms. The arm stacking in three-way junction is stabilized if the structure contains additional non-paired nucleotides, linkers, at the junction point. Nucleotides of the analyte sequence can act as their linkers. However, such designs are expected to have unpredictable behavior when adjusted to each new analyte sequence, since three-way junction conformation may change if the linker sequence and the base pairing at the junction point changes. Introduction of linkers, for example oligoethylene glycol fragments, makes the confirmation of three-way junction independent of the target sequence and therefore makes probe behavior more predictable. Having flexible oligoethylene glycol linkers in one or both strands of the SLAS helps to reach high signal-to-noise ratio. We hypothesize that this design helps to fix one of the three-way junction confirmation of the target SLAS complex, which also accommodates well the dye-associated core structure in close proximity to ensure maximum signal-to-noise ratio. Crystal structure of SLA analyte complex will help to verify this hypothesis. Application for monitoring RNA in living cells. So far, only one example of the true application of SLAS sensor in living cells has been reported. The design enables a signal to noise only of circa 6. Adapting the recommendations for SLAS design provided in this chapter may help improving SLAS performance and open a possibility of wider application of the technology in monitoring RNA in cells. Limitations of SLAS one limitation of SLAS in comparison with the fluorescently labeled probes is their poor performance at temperatures above 37 degrees Celsius. For example, DASLAS produced about four times higher signal at 22 degrees Celsius than at 41 degrees Celsius. Light up optometers are selected under near physiological conditions 
most of the dye binding cores are made of minimum number of nucleotides that ensures stability of the core under low but not high temperatures. This should be considered during the design of SLAS assays. In general, however, the analysis of nucleic acids currently performed at elevated temperature can be substituted by ambient temperature assays compatible with optimal SLAS performance. Another structure features that should be taken into account during SLAS design is the possible hybridization of aptamer core nucleotides with both analyte binding arms or with targeted analytes. If analyte binding arm in strand 1 or 2 is partially complementary to the aptamer core sequence, they may form stable secondary structure inhibiting hybridization to the analyte. This is especially important for the strand containing short analyte binding arm, since the reduced affinity of arm 1 to the analyte may completely abolish complex formation with the analyte. In core interference, the analyte sequence is partially complementary to the core fragment, which inhibits binding of the second strand and the following fluorescent complex formation. This complication can be avoided by accurate design of the SLAS trends using structure prediction software. Conclusions SLAS approach is a cost-efficient due to its labor-free nature. Optimization of SLAS-based fluorescent assays is easier than that for monothill labor-free sensors. Most importantly, SLAS enables tight and aligned binding and, at the same time, high selectivity towards single-base mismatch, the two qualities that are incompatible in traditional hybridization probes. Customization of SLAS and aligned complexes can help designing SLAS with the highest brightness by preserving the brightness of parent light up Thomas. DNA-based SLAS can potentially find their applications in vitro and become a cost-efficient and highly selective alternative to the traditional hybridization probes. RNA-based SLAS can be used for RNA monitoring in live cells. Design features discussed in this chapter can help achieve higher signal-to-noise ratio and perfect selectivity under intracellular conditions. Additionally, New optimers selected against photobleaching resistant dyes may help to move SLAS technology to intracellular applications. Thank you for listening to this article. Please follow me on Twitter, PubReading, and on other platforms.